Hello everyone, welcome to the FDR law debate, but then the PPLE version because the PPLE has four seats and the uh, law has uh, eight seats. But I'm here in the studio today. I'm, my name's Yalda, by the way. Uh, this I'm a first year student here at the UVA and this is also my first year at Slim Radio. I have a podcast here. Shout out to Brown Town. Um, and uh, one of our Brown Town members is also is also studying PPLE, PPLE. So this is also kind of a shout out to their study uh, and to Arandi, by the way. Um, but just before we start, I just want to say the elections are at the 31st of May to the 4th of June. So from Monday to Friday, be sure to vote. I will mention these dates again at the end of the debate. Uh, but let's let's get started. So in, my, in the room I have here today uh, are three people and we're just going to go around and they're going to introduce themselves and just mention like three of their top priorities and things they want to change. So go ahead. Okay, um, I guess I can start. Uh, so my name's Ala and I'm a second year student in PPLE. Uh, and I have been a member of the council this year and I'm running for re-election. Uh, and uh, the main three reasons why I'm running, so first of all is that I want to ensure that when we are back on campus, we are able to uh, keep the positive elements of online education so that students who uh, may need to work and study or who may be caregivers are then able to study in the way that best suits them. Uh, so secondly, I would like to increase um, or make it easier for students to participate in uh, uh, student associations because I feel like it's there's a large lack of awareness about this at the moment. Um, and thirdly, and as I've also been working on this year, I would keep uh, and want to keep working on increasing the transparency of the council and also of the resources of the faculty. So Amazing. Yeah. Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm a first-year PPLD student, and I represent Yuva Social. And three things that I would like to achieve, I'd like to focus on in the student council this year is mental health, to bring more awareness and make it more accessible to students. Second of all, I would like to focus on strengthening the community to make relationships between students and university even stronger and to have a body network. And the third one, I would like to ensure that the smooth transition from the on from online to on-campus education. Amazing. Right, and um, yeah, last but not least, it's me, I'm Thomas. Um, I'm also a second-year PPLE student majoring in politics. I'm representing O20 for the student council elections this year, and um, three issues that I deeply care about are, firstly, diversity. I want to increase diversity in our curricula, but also in the student and teaching body. Secondly, sustainability. I really want to work um, to make our university a more green and sustainable place, especially by implementing individual incentives, because that is a big part of the green transition. And actually, the university itself is already doing quite a lot. So we students have the responsibility to also be part of this change. And thirdly, I want to work for more social safety on the university and implement a task force that helps students to face issues of social safety um, so that they have a point to turn to when they need help. Fantastic. So a lot to talk about. Um, the first topic I'd like to start off is uh, a very important question is why are students so sad? Anyone want to answer that? Like, is this, I can give you some, uh, not hints, but maybe does Uva, can Uva do anything about this, about the happiness of students? Can you maybe as your uh, party, can you maybe do something about this? What, why do you think we are sad? I would say it's a very complex 
problem. There's not only one thing that we can pinpoint and say, okay, that is why students are sad. But mainly I would say mental health is a key aspect, not only this year, but specifically this year because of online education. I think a lot of first year students are sad because they didn't manage to even go to, to come to Amsterdam or even have a really hard time getting to know other people. So that is why, our, for example, I would like to focus on mental health and to make more aware, show them that there are some options that they can look for and can find some help. And also to make the body network, to find people to strengthen the relationships. Because even from intro week to have from that moment till further to have more connections with other students throughout the whole year. Yeah. Um, I guess, um, why, why are students sad? I, I think... I very much agree with uh, Alicia in the sense that um, it, it there there is no kind of one solution to kind of solving um, happiness or um, but also what we with uh, Inter have been trying to do is also reach out and kind of see what um, input uh, students can give. But um, one of the main reasons why I would also say um, that I am trying to increase participation in student associations is because. Um, Sadness, I think, comes from not being connected. And I think um, by increasing the possibilities to for students to get connected, then you can also increase uh, the possibility for students to not be sad. Um, but uh, it is also... Um, you also asked about the role of the university, right? Um, and I think the, the role of the university in this is to make it as easy as possible for students who, say, are depressed to reach out for help, um, which is why um, also this year with uh, kind of my PR project, I kind of have been trying to, um, through social media, to increase awareness of the resources that the university has, which I think is one of the best ways to increase awareness of how students can get help, is the best way to deal with the problems just just so students know where to go to if they ha have the problem. Well, um, if I can add my perspective, I definitely agree. Um, why are students so sad? It's, yeah, this is probably at the moment mainly due to the situation that we see ourselves in. Corona has taken a toll on all of our mental health and also yeah, generally on our lives. Um, and I agree the most important thing to like curing this issue is probably interaction, communication, yeah, just having other humans around you again. And I feel like this is one thing that we also really foster in O20. We are not only a student party, but also an association. So we really greatly focus on this aspect of community building. We host events in various different studies. And um, yeah, what role can the university play in this? Allah has already kind of started talking about it. I feel like awareness is a really big issue. Not a lot of students know what um, capacity the university has in dealing with mental health issues. But what I need to stress here is a lot of students that try to reach to this um, to those facilities that the university have uh, has have been struggling with actually getting help. And because it is just a very yeah complicated bureaucracy, it takes long. So we really want to foster kind of an increase of the whole um, yeah the whole situation of like mental health mental health help at the university and wanna um, provide more and basically give the students more opportunities to reach out get help increase the capacities we want to for example make tutors 
a first contact point for students and not only student psychologists, which are really lacking at the uni because we just don't have those capacities. So yeah, I would say we want to focus on community building and increasing the opportunities for help with mental health yeah, issues. Because <laughs> you also mentioned mental health services, um, but then would you be willing to like increase the budget? Because I, I don't know if there is a budget, but there should be a budget, right? About around the mental health services uh, for students at the UVA. Uh, but I think, I mean, I don't know if it's enough right now, but would you, if you think it isn't enough, would you uh, like, because... In the end, you guys have the right to consent, right? Over the budget, you can say yes or no. Would you be willing to say no to the budget because it isn't enough? It isn't satisfactory to to really cater to all uh, the students' needs. So um, I can just give some insight into the budget and how it looks like. And there is, um, unfortunately, and it's, it's also something that um, kind of we want to ensure with this council for the next council is that the budget that we receive as a student council is extremely vague um so the although we do have the the power of consent on the the faculty budget um it's almost uh, a, a half um half power because it's it's uh, there's a lot of um the information about the allocation of the budget is not entirely clear uh on a second note um so it say for example uh, there will be uh, a sum for facilities, a sum for tutors, a sum for... Uh, but it won't be specifically, okay, we're spending 10,000 euros on mental health. It, it won't be that detailed. Um, uh, on a second note, on uh, the budget, it is also um, it is also an outline. So it, they do not need to necessarily stick to it. So, of course, it's a... Um, it, it it is a hot like it, it is kind of frustrating, but also um, you 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 trust that they do also have the best interests of students at heart and that they do have the experience. But obviously, you want to have your say, and it's good that we do get a say and get to question the changes. Um, but the um, the the ultimate thing is that we. Um, uh, these details are sometimes missed out and of course um, something the CSR has been fighting on on the other hand is in fact to increase the university-wide funding uh, for mental health and, and psychologists which I think um, they have been making great strides on uh, over the past year but it is unfortunately a very long process um, and um, yeah that, that's it. okay anyone else uh, want to add something before we move on or I think I can really quickly add to it is that what I've heard from CSR from Eva Social Candidate um, members in this year is that less than 50% really take the meetings with psychologists so they sign up and that's why the waiting time is so long because slots are taken but nobody shows up so one of the things we can do as on the faculty level is to make, make it more aware what exactly can students get from those meetings so even if that we cannot increase the budget, we can increase the awareness of what exactly students can get from those meetings and maybe they can actually get help they, they want. Yeah, that is a problem. Wow. Well, it's uh, good to know what your stances are on this, but let's move on to community building at the UVA. Uh, so since COVID-19, you know, we haven't been able to do a lot of things, but it has exposed a lot of, uh, uh, I mean, 
things that the Uva doesn't have and I don't feel like the Uva has a lot of communities. Like in the, um, I mentioned, if I think of the University of Leiden, I think of rowing associations, I think of people doing sports <laughs> and stuff. But when I think of the Uva, I don't think that at all. I don't think of sports associations. You know, I think of student associations, but not specific ones. Um, is like your party willing to uh, add more, I don't know, more sports societies or more clubs or more bottles? Um, if I may go, so um, with uh, Inter, we kind of, uh, so again, m- myself, I am personally very, um, I would like to pick up on something that uh, Katie, who is a c- council member with me this year, but she was also, she was a council member the year before, um, and she tried to do this associations day. Uh, they had it all planned. It was meant to happen COVID happened. Um, they wanted to kind of bring in a, a, a space where students could kind of, I don't know, get to know all. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, this rowing association or this um, um, in terms of. So that is something that I would like to see happen. And I think this kind of proximity or a day where, where it all uh, can be brought together uh, in terms of increased funding, I think um Unfortunately, that's something up to the association. So um, the university, compared to other universities, from what I hear, provides quite generous funding to associations who request it. So um, uh, obviously, um, perhaps through more students kind of getting to know that there can be associations, there can also be more associations created. Well, um, I kind of want to say that... um, we as a party really want to kind of work with what's already there um, and, yeah, I guess increase awareness about the possibilities that the UFA has, but also really encourage students to just join us. Like, as I already said, we are an association as well. So um, there's a lot of opportunities out there already, and it really is an issue of awareness, I feel like. Um, and also because we have such a, I guess, large and diverse student population, I feel like student um or community building doesn't necessarily need to happen through associations. Like we just need to foster this kind of point of contact again in the university and like give students the opportunity to interact with each other. Um, And yeah, I mean, obviously one point for that is in student associations, but there's also plenty of other options, especially once the pandemic is over. But yeah, I would invite everyone to check out O20's Instagram and website because we are definitely one place where you can meet new people and that was also one of the reasons i joined i'm like part of this ppe bubble and i yeah managed to get to know a lot of new people within one and a half months since i've been part of the party so (laughs) there's plenty of options if you um look for them (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes i totally agree with thomas joining different student parties definitely is a good thing to increase to get to know more people and with viva social one of our core core pillars is accessibility so making like, making for students accessible ev- for everything they want definitely and what i think for me is also important to make a lot of service and ask students exactly what they need because one thing we can discuss with four of us what students want but the others asking really questions what they want to see and what would they like to see happening maybe that's not happening currently right now yeah yeah and also a very important um I don't know how this, I, actually, I don't know the situation with PPLE, but student housing, is that a problem? Or do you guys, don't, like, do you guys have a, you have a specific building, don't you? But not for housing. Not for housing? No. Oh, just for, okay, okay. But is there a, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, a, yeah, it's just on campus, yeah. yeah. Okay. We, yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. live on campus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, 
um, is this an issue you find that there isn't enough student housing? Like, especially in the first year, you like a lot of PPLE, PPLE students are international, in my opinion. They come to the Netherlands and then, you know, they, they have to start quite a, a, a hard study. I feel like you guys do have a lot of work, but then you also have to find um, a house for yourself, an apartment. Does like the Uva in the first year they do help, but do you do you feel like more could be done? Do you feel like your party would uh, do more for student housing? Maybe um, provide funding. Um, I guess throwing it in there. Um, so, I I do think that um, at least for international students, there um, there is stu- uh, there like there is initiative from the university to help you find housing during the first year at least. Uh, it is still very stressful because they give they let you know only last minute. Um, so I again, this is a very uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm almost a bit um, kind of <laughs> putting it compartmentalizing it a little bit. But um, housing is a CSR topic. Um, but uh, I know that CSR candidates that are running with Inter are obviously very much in favor of U- UVA providing and um, ensuring that students are that it is easier for students to to get housing um so it it is definitely something that inter supports and something that inter would advocate for um but unfortunately uh nothing nothing of this can be done at the faculty level okay okay yeah but i'd still like to add to that because um yeah firstly what alice already described i know the university has facilities and like has help for first-year students but obviously not everyone um, yeah, gets to be successful in the end. Like I have had plenty of international friends who applied to the university like housing help program and have actually then ended up not getting student housing. And that's why like one issue for our party is really central. Student housing is really central for our uh, for or 20 and um, I would say even though we're discussing this now in the um, faculty student council debate I feel like it's an issue that um, we should also be aware of and we um, have actually done a lot of research in this and like have written policies specific policies already that are especially our CSR candidates which I also am myself one of those are fighting for so or 20 has put student housing as one of their central issues and we really want to help increase the facilities and like the possibilities for first-year students especially to have an easier start in Amsterdam because that is something that can be really stressful if you end up not having housing. So I'd say student housing is key also for mental health reasons. Like I've had so many friends who really had to move houses like day or like month and month again in the first semester and they had really struggled with that and that took a big, big toll on their mental health and also their academic performance. So student housing is very, very key in a lot of senses. Yes, I agree. Like housing is a very crucial part for every student. And Yuva Social also believes that UVA should focus more on that for international and also for Dutch students. And that's something that should be worked on. Okay, and, yes. great. Um, something that's also very important here is the engagement that we have with student politics. Uh, you guys, like PPLE is doing well with, uh, if you re- compare it to like the law faculty, because law, like, 17%, that's nothing. But you guys, last year, your voter turnout was 57.4%. Like, oh, wow, yeah. wow, I like that. But let's let's try and increase that again yeah. this year. Let's go up. Let's reach the 70s, 70%. Like, that's still, that, that's okay. But I, I like how you guys, like, more than half of the people, students, they do vote. And that's like, that's 
that's so good. I appreciate that. Like, how how do you guys think that you can engage even more students to vote? Are there any specific plans you have in mind? So I would say one thing, definitely PPLE has such a big turnout because we're a community and we're not a lot of people. So it's easier to get those to those 50%. And we also have the group chat. We, I would say that even as right now as a first-year student, I get to know a lot of first-year students. So it's also easier compared to other programs. But definitely one thing that a lot of people told me is that they don't believe that student council has any impact. And one thing that Yuva Social believes that we can do is just like to spread out the things that happened in the past that Yuva, that student council really has an impact on their lives and on faculty level as well as central level. Um, so, yeah, um, I think the reason, uh, actually, it's, it's kind of funny. So you're, you're saying PPLE has such a high turnout. That's why they limited us to four seats. Because um, um, we had such a f- high turnout that um, the, the, the law was, uh, PPLE was being overrepresented, at least in, in the board's opinion, which, fair enough, we, we do have less students. Um, but, uh, and... The, the last year's turnout, which was still pretty impressive compared to the UVA, was still disappointing for PPLE because I think the previous year was like seventy six percent or something. Like it was, it was, it was pretty high, like three three, three quarters. Um, but yeah, in terms of um, increasing engagement and awareness, um, I think uh, Alicia pointed out that. Um, the, the problem is that student, uh, or at least um, something that I felt when I was running, uh, especially last year with Inter, um, that I felt that I, I had no information, which is why I became the chair of the Public Relations Committee and I kind of tried to make that information more easily available. And um, I guess one thing that I am, um, the, the one good thing that I can say from, from my work this year is that um, I have seen um, kind of, just from from personal experience, people that have gone up to me and have told me, "Oh, I saw that on your guys's like I'm glad that you guys are like campaigning for this now or or oh, you can sign up for a study space as a vulnerable student. I didn't know that, and now I did. And it's great to hear that uh, even just through social media, through outreach, there can be real impact for students to feel that they are being represented and that there are people that are actively working every week to make sure that their interests are being represented. So, Yeah, I feel like what Ella has just pointed out is key, I guess, to increasing um, awareness and participation in student elections. And this is also something we as O20 really value highly. We um, want to make student politics more accessible and interesting for people. We want to be very very transparent and clear in what we strive for we're i think the only party that like continuously um releases like policy proposals on their website we have a very big like policy team that continuously works on very concrete actions and i feel like this is something that is going to like yeah capture a lot of students attention and um yeah we just basically want to put actions behind the words because i feel like student politics is definitely influential but Often it is also still very superficial and I feel like it is important to yeah, become more and more and more active and really also show students every day what you're working on, have very clear and concrete proposals for issues that you deeply care about and also have a team that is motivated and a community that is motivated kind of yeah, supporting you in that. So we kind of want to change up student politics to make it more hip and more yeah, interesting for students to, to actually go vote 
and become like the University of Tilburg, for example, where 70 or 5 percent of the students actually turn up and yeah, give their vote. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, um, this also relates to the change of political culture at the UVA because we're talking about students engaging in political matters. Um, but things have changed, too, because I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but uh, we have... We, well, we mentioned the first power, right? The right to consent. And we have a second right. We have uh, the right to advise. So the FSR, they, so the FDR, so you guys, hopefully, uh, will be, uh, you guys can have the right, you guys have the right, I'm sorry, to advise the dean and the faculty of PPLE, right? Um, and there's more power here than it seems because the UVA does listen. And if you choose to prioritize something, if you actually have an idea or a policy that you really want to back up, then I think you can eventually, if you really do everything to make it known and just like back it up, like I said, then uh, change can come. And this is evident in what happened recently. We had the exchange programs and they were cancelled. The Uber cancelled them and students were mad. They were bad. Group chats were made. Um, a petition was made and the national media said that they would cover it if uh, they got 1K signatures, 1,000 signatures. Um, and they got 2,000 signatures. Het Barol and Ate 5, they covered it. And Uber buckled under the pressure and they gave in. Now the exchange programs are permitted um, and this is just the result of direct action. This is the third power. You guys have direct action, mobilization. You guys have the power. We have the power as students to mobilize together. And if we have an issue that's very important to us, dear to our hearts, then we can actually back that up. We can organize petitions and protests. And um, is there like a similar topic, maybe a similar policy that's really close to your hearts that you would use these powers? Like you don't specifically need to mobilize, but you can use like the power power uh, to convince the the dean or the faculty boards is there a specific uh, policy that you guys have in mind well um, I think I've already mentioned it before in the beginning but one issue that I really personally deeply deeply care about is diversity and um, that is because the University of Amsterdam is very international it's globally renowned but still there's a lot of struggles with representation and just a diversification of yeah the student population, the teaching population, but also the course content that we have. And I really want to advocate, especially um, in our curricula, for more diversity by implementing, for example, like sensible quotas of literature from diverse backgrounds and different authors. I want to advocate for a more diverse teaching body and with that kind of make the university a more welcoming and I guess representative space for everyone so that we kind of get a more realistic and um, yeah I guess also informative and um, yeah I'd say welcoming approach and sight onto onto the onto world and onto life and kind of get, get away from university with having multiple perspectives and being really more welcoming and um, tolerant people after we finish our degrees at the UFA who yeah, is a great university, but could definitely improve in the sense of diversification. Amazing. Um, so I think they're kind of, uh, when it comes to advices and um, and the powers that we have uh, as a council, uh, there, is, um, there is a distinction to be made between uh, a formal advice, so uh, a kind of a concrete policy proposal uh, about something that you want changed, and um, say the meetings that we have with um, with the faculty board, where um, it, it is traceable, it is traceable uh, 
through the minutes. So it is an official, if we make a request there, then it is an official request. Um, but uh, say for something like um, flexible studying that I w will be advocating for once we are back on campus, um, it is it is not necessarily something that you can, um, or obviously you can put it in an advice, but it may be more useful to um, advocate for it, say in a in a meeting or um, through um, yeah through, through a debate. Um, uh, in terms of recent advices in PPLE of of a concrete proposal that I have made, um, so in PPLE we have um, uh, we have. Uh, um, four majors and for the economics major you need to take a, a proficiency test but this proficiency test is very much tailored to uh, a Dutch uh, system so uh, and considering that PPLE advocates how international and uh, amazing it is it is really inconsiderate towards all the students that come from different mathematical backgrounds um, so right now uh, that exam is happening alongside other courses and the faculty has been very inconsiderate about um, uh, about making any alterations to the exam or to the opportunities. So uh, again, uh, coming back to making a concrete, um, like solving like a concrete problem, I have written an advice asking that uh, there be the possibility for students to take a summer course to um, to be able to prove their math proficiency. And I I think that advices are very useful um, in this sense that um, it, it leaves it leaves a paper trail of, of a given request and it um, is hopefully something that, it, it is something that they need to get back to us to uh, within six weeks after we, we sent it. So I, I'm still very hoping this advice goes through by the way, um, but um, yeah, it is. Uh, it is a great tool that we have. Yeah. So the great. Okay. Uh, so the one thing that is really close to my heart is mental health, as I said before, and I would like to see it more available and more aware. Like students make it more aware, especially that I've heard of the project uh, that is happening at FMG, that they submitted a proposal to have a canvas button that if you click on it or I'm not necessarily sure because it's still in progress, that on Canvas you could access all information about mental health, how to get it, all information about what exactly is happening to you and how can you get help. So to make it even more accessible, because if a person is struggling for them, even looking through the whole pages and going to Instagram and finding information is a really tough process. To make it accessible on Canvas is even though as a student we spend all the time on Canvas to get to the information, it's going to be a lot easier. And I would like to see that happening. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that. That, that sounds really interesting. I think it could really help. Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing that I was just wondering then is like how, where does this direct you to? Because we were also like thinking about kind of implementing um, mental health, like accessibility online. But um, I think one thing that was proposed, for example, by List Safer was kind of having a, a AI that kind of deals with mental health questions and like just answers your questions, say like, hey, I feel very upset every day. Like, what could this be? Um, but then in the end, I feel like it still requires human interaction, like personal like dialogue with the with another person. And then we just come back again to the issue of yeah, student psychologists, for example. And you already said like there's kind of just a lack of efficiency and like awareness that students just show up. But um, yeah, what would your proposal be kind of like 
in this Canvas page, where would students end up when once they get through this um, Canvas environment? Are, are they like then going to sign up for the student psychologists or? I would say that can be an option. It's still like a progress. It's like a thing I would like to do. Mm-hmm. So one thing would make it be like more uh, like concrete actions. What can you do? How are you feeling? Like maybe make like a so- small survey. Okay, I'm feeling that. What can I do? Who can I contact? Because we've right now we have presented a few different links. You can go through them, read about them, but then it takes a lot of time to really do it. So maybe small survey that can then later lead to, okay, you can take that or you can con- call somebody or what exactly like strategies that you can go to. And maybe AI can be a possibility, but I know it's stressful for a lot of people to talk <laughs> with a bot. Exactly. And maybe, yeah. <laughs> but that's one suggestion, definitely. Uh, that that's so cool that you that you mentioned that too because um it's it's kind of so i mean hope if you if you are in the council next year it is something that you can pick up on and continue because it is something that we have been trying so if you're a pple student sign up to the canvas page it was sent to your personal email uh but we managed to uh with my pr committee to launch a canvas page uh for uh the law faculty so pple in law and uh, I mean, obviously, this kind of questionnaire format would, would also be very interesting to implement. But what we have been trying to do so far is to um, kind of put it out there. So if, if you have this problem, go to the student advisor. If you have this other problem, go to the student counselor. If you uh, need a visit to the student psychologist, this is what you need to do. Um, and yeah, it, it is. Um, I, I, I like how you put it, that it's about kind of making it easier for information to be reachable. And I think that that is something that um, we can all agree on. That is something that uh, we will definitely be working towards. Yeah. Amazing. Um, another interesting topic. Another question. Another interesting question is digital learning. So right now, due to Corona, we have, you know, our lectures online and stuff. Um, but I feel like with PPLE, it's such a, a different kind of way of things happening because do you guys have um, online education now? Yeah, right? Yes, mostly. Okay, mostly. Almost everything, yes. Okay. Um, so we heard something from uh, from a sweet little bird told us that the UVA is considering to uh, make the lectures that we have like next year we would have them in real life, but these lectures would then actually become just online. They would only be done online. Um, so it would, it would be a hybrid form of education. But w- do you guys agree with this? Do you think that this should be done? Or do you think that students sh- should have the choice to choose themselves, whether they want to go to the online lecture or go to the real physical lecture, and that we shouldn't just cross out the possibility of having uh, just like cross out the choice of having um of being able to go to class and being uh, being able to go to campus what do you guys think i can go first so uva social's one core value is accessibility as i said before and i think right now if the, where lif- the restrictions will be lifted and there's a possibility to have online to have on campus education large scale small scale uva social believes we should go we should let students go but also ask is it accessible for all students, even those who feel, for example, vulnerable and decide even with self-tests that are possible right now, are they, will they be afraid to go or not? So I think this also depends on if it's going to be accessible to all students to come to Amsterdam, to even find housing and to go to the campus. It's another struggle. It's another problem. And also it's a lot depends on the restrictions. But if it's going to be possible, we advise 
definitely to have most things on campus that is going to be safe and accessible to everyone. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, with Inter, we definitely uh, kind of employ uh, and we, we stand for quality of education. Quality of education, in our opinion, is flexible studying. So obviously what this comes along with, we don't want to take a step back. And frankly, I can hardly imagine Rabba, who's uh, the PPLE dean, will it being willing to not have in-person education because he is so passionate about like everyone attending lectures it, it's it's adorable actually um but um uh, as, a, as a general policy i i think um that would be taking a, an enormous step back just to have um things online just just for the simple reason that the the option should always be there um and if if it is the case that say 50% of students want to attend the, uh, the lectures online. Uh, I do not believe that that would be a failure of the university in any way. But it is nonetheless the duty of the university, frankly, to deliver its due because students are paying money to go to university. Uh, and uh, at least for PPLE, the tuition fees are, are, are higher than, than everywhere else. So... Um, it is um, it is a it is frankly a requirement in my opinion of the university to give in person education. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I feel like um, giving the choice is just what matters. Obviously, online education also has its benefits, um, but we would really advocate for yeah getting back to the possibility of going on campus. And one thing that I want to like stress here is um, students also really express this desire to go back. Like we've conducted uh, focus groups in PPLE, for example, over the last few weeks in all different years and majors to see how students feel about the current situation, about the online education, about their mental health. And we try to like get a very like kind of good overview of how students are feeling. And one core theme is just a lack of con uh, a contact with like others and social interaction. So we really advocate for going back on campus as soon as possible and also offering on-site um, lectures next year to ensure that like, yeah, this kind of situation doesn't have any more long-term effects on our well-being. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool, guys. Um, I think now we can kind of well, we did mention um, faculty-specific problems that you guys have faced, uh, like the economics test that people would have to do, uh, the proficiency, I think, that you, you did mention. that It was a problem, and I think you, uh, you know, gave a proper explanation. But do you guys want to drop in on that? Do you guys agree with what she said? I definitely agree. It wasn't an issue, especially for first-year students right now. I think making a possibility... To all students to have, okay, sorry, <laughs> to make it more accessible and especially like have offer, offering something else than just a test, you have one day and if you don't show up, you cannot choose a major. I think that shouldn't be an option. I think it's regard like we should take into account that everybody's situation is different, especially that was with online education, it's also different and there's a lot of things happening and there should be a different option, such as summer course or having more resets or something else. It's about because at the end it's about quality of education as well. And it's if a student is willing to really take try and go for the economics major, it should be it should have more options than just one test. Yeah, definitely. it's also a career path. Like yes. it, it literally has implications for uh, the career paths of certain students. That's that's why I 
think it's so important. It, it determines what you can and cannot apply for in your master's and um, kind of accounting for the international environment that PPLE is is, 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 is important. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, it's a great idea to like increase the number of options that you have to prove your proficiency in math. Um, but yeah, one thing that is really crucial and this is also ensuring that the level really matches because um, from what we've heard from econ students, one thing that is just crucial is that you have a good basic level in math once you enter the major because otherwise it's hard and you need to catch up a lot and that can make you struggle long, like in the long term. So um, one thing that I would stress is really just ensuring that also these summer courses or these extra resets or these additional ways of proving your math proficiency match up with the level that the program expects so that students don't kind of have some, um, yeah, like disadvantage in the long term. Yeah, but what I must say is that I don't think they will agree for anything less. That, um, as from what I understand, the, the people who are in fact in charge of this mathematics thing, they're like, oh yeah, if you failed it, oh yeah, you, you don't know math. You will never know math. Um, <laughs> and and I, I think that's a very closed-minded approach. Like that's just not something that you can um, just determine. Of, and, and I think there is room for adjustment and kind of, um, and they, they, I believe that they will kind of try to um, set the bar too high. And, but, but still, e even if they do set the bar high in an alternative solution, at least it's an alternative solution. Exactly. Um, I asked Arandi about some stuff that she thought was interesting, like the issues that you guys may have faced. And she mentioned that there was um, room for improvement between the communication between students and administration, and especially on the side of administration. Do you guys have any, I don't know, insight into that or... What do you mean by administration? I also said that too, but... <laughs> I think what we had an issue, especially with uh, the class economics, markets, and organization. It was a problem of connect, of talking exactly what is happening. Like, there was some issue with students and administration that we didn't clarify exactly what is happening. And then, I think, I don't know what necessarily Arandi mentioned by that, but I what I could also hear from other students is that they didn't necessarily heard exactly the cl clarification of a lot of things that it was vague or like with problem with organization that we got information quite late or not even necessarily the full information oh, okay so just with <clears throat> everyone um organizing the ppe course kind of they weren't really very transparent they didn't communicate very well is that what you mean I would say yes in most cases. For example, with receiving groups for in the first year groups for each uh, block, we received that a week before. And with planning, like I know it's on second year and third year is different because you're choosing yourself. But for first years, we didn't know exactly what our schedule is for the next month, month, month and a half, a week prior to it. Yeah. And is this something that you would like your... Um, Hopefully, I think I think you are going on the next year to the second year. But is this that is this something you would advocate for that you uh, make sure that PPLE does make sure that they um, I don't know say this beforehand. They really do give you enough time to uh, get to know your schedule. Definitely, I would like to see that happening or making clarification. I know it's also with online education for them it's also hard it's not only not only students are struggling but also administration but also make it more aware or make them more accessible i guess so also students 
told me other students that if you want to call somebody, there's only two times per week an hour that you can call. So it's really hard to find somebody and like and to talk. And also the communication is lacking a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay. And do you guys have you guys experienced that too? That the communication between the people organizing PPLE. Uh, and the students, is it going well in your opinion or is there room for improvement? I feel like it really depends on the course, on the teacher, on the tutor. I feel like that is very, um, it's difficult to make a general statement about this because it really depends on the efforts your um, yeah, your tut- uh, teachers put into this. Um, I personally have not experienced many struggles, but I know that other students have. And I really feel like um, when once there's like multiple kind of um, expressions of problem in a certain area with a certain teacher, or a certain course, then this really needs to be taken into account. And I know we have like the um, the study council. No, no, I forgot the word. The program committee. Exactly. The program committee. Wow. <laughs> My brain is already a bit tired today. Um, but yeah, we have the program committee and I feel like they definitely do a lot of great work. Um, but yeah, there can always be improvement. There is room for improvement that we need to use. And um, yeah, whenever these cases come up, we definitely want to advocate for more efficient communication and really also um, yeah, responsiveness by the university. Um but overall, I feel like PPLE is doing a rather good job in this, and I really want to kind of commend them for this because it is actually going pretty well, I must say, in that time, in that sense. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, no, if if I could just add on to that, that I think the program committee this year has actually made quite uh, some great steps in the sense that they uh, have organized. Um, they've organized um, days when students could come and like express their concerns to the dean and to like the the lead organizer of um um of of the courses so um again i think the there will always be slip-ups i i don't think that it's it's possible to to direct a a program of any size uh, without any slip-ups but i think um so far we've seen quite some like positive steps to um getting input from students which i'm really glad to see definitely i didn't want to criticize at any point i just wanted to (laughs) explain the situation that happened and also i know that other students especially in the first year that maybe didn't have comparison to other years and also they struggled a little bit with that and i think that's that was happening yes cool i feel like we touched upon some uh, very important topics um and you know, and especially the important one, the e- economics one. I think I think that you know uh, we really should emphasize that. So listen, people, um, vote so that we can implement change. You need to vote. You can vote from the thirty first of May, so Monday, to the fourth of June, so Friday. You have a week. You have a week to vote. Just vote. It's easy. Do it. Okay. And you can, because the people listening, you are PPLE, and we had the parties inter with Allah. We had O20 with Thomas, and we had Uva Social with Alicia. So I think uh, right now we can all say uh, our goodbyes. I feel like it was a good and fun um, uh, exchange of ideas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. Well. It was a pleasure. Pleasure to get to know you and thanks for having us. Thank (laughs) you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.